Welcome to Diggin' the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways to bring these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and teacher trainer and founder of Space to Meditate. Well, good morning, Doug. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, John? Okay. We've had a little hiatus of two weeks. So, Well, the people won't know that because we're going to just be... That's true. They won't, but we know it. We'll be know, going like... one after the other, which is good. We, You know, if, if you get a couple in the can, then you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, all is all is pretty well here, and intensely involved in a couple of classes and a training for new teachers, and good, um, you know, which is important. And it's it's interesting because I'm part of this, as we were just talking about. I'm I'm a founder of an organization called the Global Mindfulness Collaborative, which is an organization of 15 institutions from around the world that does. MBSR teacher training. Oh, great. <clears throat> and we've been doing a survey, and we've only been around for a couple of years, and or three years, I think. And the last survey showed that we've trained over 400 new MBSR teachers. Wow. Uh, worldwide, which is actually kind of cool because, you know, when I teach a, a, a standard eight-week MBSR class, you know, there may be between 20 and 30 people in that class. And then of those people, there's often somebody that wants to go on to be a teacher. And those teachers then eventually go out and teach more people. So there's this, at least in my mind, I'm sort of, you know, visioning this incredibly expanding, ever expanding web of people that are coming to these teachings one way or the other. And MBSR is basically, you know, it's very heavily rooted in the Dharma, even though it's completely secular language. It's always interesting to train new trainers from around the world, basically, and and uh, yeah, it's got to be very rewarding, I would think. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's uh, and it's really it's kind of to some degree leads into our topic today, which is just in general, what is meditation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. sort of we're sort of on the same topic of the eightfold path, but we're just gonna dive into that last triad of, of meditation or the second right. triad, I guess. Second, second triad of meditation. Yeah. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> the uh, we talked last, well, actually, the yeah, we did a, an episode recently on the first part of that, which is effort, mm -hmm. you know, and what is what does that mean, and and or determination and energy, and and you know, how do we bring that into our meditation itself, and what is meditation, right, right, and why do we meditate? Yeah, and I'll, I think a lot of people, at least I know myself, I'll I'll just just say for myself. When I first started, it was just an interest in meditation in general. And what was this, you know, uh, without even thinking even of Buddhism in particular, just in general? Because meditation, as both of us know, is, is exists in many different traditions. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my first training was transcendental meditation mm. back in the 70s. And, and it was mainly just to, um, I thought anyway at the time, it was, was, you know, just to steady my mind a bit, mm -hmm. develop some level of concentration. Is that sort of um, from the Hindu tradition? I, yeah, that's a, mm -hmm. it's a Hindu tradition, although they would never say that. Oh, okay. No, but it's really quite don't. obvious. Okay. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, and it's a very, it's, uh, well, I don't, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, from what I understand, you know, it's, a lot of people do it still, and it's great. You know, it has its value. I'm not saying it doesn't. It, it And when we, when we think about, you know, it as a, primarily a concentration practice. It's a mantra 
a mantra based practice, which, you know, is, is helpful for a lot of people and, and it does help develop concentration. It's just, to me, that's more a matter of the meditation. Meditation for me, <clears throat> it's not a matter of what happens necessarily during the meditation. It's what happens after the meditation. Mm. You know, it's like, how, how do we bring our meditation into our lives? And otherwise, what's the point really? Right. That's, that's how I view it. And, you know, when I, when I talk about mindfulness, I say that, you know, and the, the way we cultivate this quality, <clears throat> which is already here, this quality of mindfulness, I mean, it hasn't, it's already been part of who we are, but we've managed to spend a lot of years obstructing it. You know, what meditation allows us to do is start to see that more, start to, to see those obstructions very clearly, those habits of mind that really keep us from seeing what's really here. And of course, you know, as we do that in formal meditation, and we'll talk about, you know, what that is, uh, but as we you know, as we practice formally, we're sort of creating an environment for ourselves that allows, that, that allows us, allows me anyway, to feel like, oh, okay. So in this formal practice where I'm sitting here, either with others or with myself, you know, in a, in a, in a safe place, basically. And that's important. Safe meaning a roof over our, well, not necessarily a roof over our head, but you know, where we feel safe that we can sit calmly and undisturbed really undisturbed and in those moments i start to see very clearly what my habits of mind are and i start to 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 see that oh and then there's this too so while there are all these thoughts continually you know floating around or other states of mind like continually there there is also something else and it's it's in a sense being able to sit with that something else that is you know a peaceful abiding as we often will say that allows me to recognize oh and this is actually always here i just forget that it's here and so in a way the meditation ends up being a reminder and also of course you know at least you know 20 30 40 50 minutes anyway when i can just be in that in that abiding mm. place, you know, and how we get there, of course, is, you know, the various techniques that are available, the various uh, ways of meditating that allow us to, to discover that place, which is always here anyway. Yeah. And yeah. I think what you're, what you're pointing at also is important when we think about the difference between formal meditation and life in a certain sense, mm-hmm. because I think oftentimes when we talk about meditation, what we're really talking about is what we might term formal meditation, where you're, as you say, you're perhaps seated or standing or lying down in a place that is removed from the rest of the world. You have, in a certain sense, renounced the world for a time so that you are just with whatever it is that you're with. Whereas, certainly within the Buddhist tradition, Mindfulness is something, mindfulness meditation in a certain sense, is something that you're supposed to take into your entire life. And there's a way of framing your approach to life where your meditation is constant, where you're really not, I mean, it's not formal meditation at that point. It's just a kind of an attitude 
that you bring to life that is sort of, you might say, mindful or meditative in a sense. But that's a different, I mean, that's clearly that's a different sense of meditation. Yeah, so I don't even, I mean, it's funny because people talk about mindfulness meditation, mm. right? And And that's really, to me, a misnomer. There are meditations which which support the quality of mindfulness, mm. right? Mindfulness is is a is as you say it's a it's a, a quality of mind. It's a it's a, an attitude of mind. It's a it's a presence mm-hmm. that is cultivated through various forms of meditation that we then take into our lives and hopefully become more present to every aspect of our lives. Right, um, right. I mean, and there's the four all. foundations of mindfulness that we think of as, right. I mean, they're, they're practices that we... Exactly. So, those are practices yeah, yeah. to cultivate mindfulness. Right, right. Um, I mean, I guess, all. yeah, I just call them that's mindfulness just, meditation, I but I guess... I know. You know. Uh, but that's, that's just me. That's, that's the way I frame <laughs> things. You know, because somebody will say, well, I do mindfulness meditation. Mm. Well, what does that mean? Right? Well, it's there's like, many different kinds. That's right, part of exactly. the problem is yeah. that, you know, so, is that I think when, when um, well, I mean, I think normally, I mean, to be, look, I mean, your average person who does mindfulness meditation, let's just use the word, use the phrase mindfulness meditation for a moment, you know, is thinking of probably some kind of breath-focused meditation. They're right, probably exactly. focusing on the breath. They're using the breath to calm down. And then they're perhaps turning to uh, maybe an open awareness or maybe an awareness of what the mind is doing right now, that kind of thing. And they think, and they, you know, and that's just sort of shorthand, that's mindfulness meditation. And that's understandable. I think all of us probably would, even though we know, um, many of us may know, or some of us may know, that the sutta on mindfulness, uh, the, the sort of the classic sutta that we all go back to, is the four foundations of mindfulness, and each mm-hmm. of those includes many, many, many different practices. So, I don't right. know how many, I haven't counted them all. You probably know the number. I don't remember how many it is, but it's got to be I like don't. 60 or 70 different practices in there. I mean, if you sort of split them all up, you know, looking yeah. at this and looking at that and, you know, attending to this. And, and, and so, in a sense, you know, mindfulness meditation, if we're going to call it that, this practice, is enormous. It's, it's got many different uh, aspects to it. I'm looking at Looking at the body, looking at the breath, looking at the the quality of our uh, pleasures and 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 pains, the the quality of our mind, and then the quality of of dharmas, which is an enormous number of categories. Sure. Yeah, and that's just mindfulness, not to not to count other kinds of meditation. So. Well, and then you know, because in a sense, and we're just talking about basically the earlier traditions. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, loving kindness is a mindfulness practice. <laughs> Maybe, um, or it also can it, well, be thought of as a as a, as a concentration, a concentration practice, practice yeah. of course. So, mm-hmm. but even concentration practice is a mindfulness practice, um, and 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 know. mindfulness is a concentration practice. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> it's like, but if we look, and what's so interesting is a, a there's a recent book that I don't have in front of me here, which is talking about my meditation. You know, another way to look at meditation, and because we have these kind of standard practices. You know, which is just as you described. Okay, so you know, oh, I'm a, it's my practice is to you know focus on the sensation of the breath, and even that is sometimes misunderstood because sometimes people think it's about breathing. <laughs> you know, which it's not about breathing per se. It's the breath is a sensation, and we're experiencing the sensation of the breath, and we're aware of that. You know, and then oh, of course, thoughts will come and go, and you come back to the breath, and you know, then. What, and that's kind of the basic, a basic meditation instruction, right? 
But then as you get into, you know, later, some of the later traditions and, and certainly even in the earlier traditions when we're simply allowing awareness to be completely open, right? Naturally, the breath is there, right? And the breath then becomes a, an anchor, as it were, you know, just to remind us that I'm here. The body becomes an anchor to remind me that, oh, yes, I'm here. So I don't space out, basically, you know, which is also possible. And there will be people that space out and think they're having a meditation, right? When actually all that they're doing is their mind is just kind of wandering. Yeah, and off somewhere they don't even know, right? So, whereas with a, a more open awareness practice and some of the later traditions where we just kind of drop into this spaciousness of awareness, there is a knowing of everything that is happening. And yet there is no reaching out from that, grabbing on to any of that that's happening, but just like recognizing, oh, wow, you know, this is going on. And I, and I like, you know, the, the term, of course, that's often, that's, that's part of the Eightfold Path of, of right samadhi. And, and what is samadhi? You know, samadhi, uh, I, I think that Analia describes it as the uni a unified mind, right? Usually right concentration, you say, but it could be uni right unification. The, the, the word samadhi has so many different translations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I, uh, and concentration, you know, often people will connote that as, as you know, a very tight concentration, right, right, which right. is a type of practice as opposed to just this mind, which is not, which is not reaching out, you know, which is just here. And yeah. Being experienced as, as mind, you know, in those moments, what will happen, of course, is that the idea that it's my mind or that it's me meditating or whatever falls away. And there is just experience happening. And there's no grasping or pushing away. It's just experience happening. Mm -hmm. You know, and then something comes up and we're, we're out of that. Or there's a grasping of that <laughs> feeling, mm -hmm. right? Which is uh, what, you know, what happens so often, right? We... We have this wonderful experience of the unified mind, and then there's a grasping of that feeling, and it disappears, right? Why? Because suddenly the mind isn't unified, because it's there's a desire that's arising. And so, can we just rest in that that place of, the word that's often used is suchness, you know, it's, it's uh, can that just be? And for many people, as they start out, it's like the idea of just being. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean just be? I have to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, and that's points to one of the primary, I think, draws of meditation, at least for me when I started out. And I think when I talk to other people about meditating or when, when you read people or hear people talking about wanting to start meditation, I mean, one of the reasons is, and this gets to samadhi again, is that one of the aspects of samadhi is this kind of calming. Mm -hmm. is the is the fact that by simply by following the breath, uh, one of the things that happens is just the mind naturally calms down. Now, I mean, there will be these things bubbling up, of course. It takes it can take a good amount of time for that mind to to really calm. But even just sitting for five minutes or even one minute, just following the breath at your at your desk, you're having a hard day, just closing your eyes and following your breath for, I mean, 30 seconds, even just the expanse of one breath can help you to 
bring the the the, the mind to a, a calmer state. And while that is, you know, people will say, oh, well, but that's just, you know, that's not really mindfulness because it's just calming and that's not really enough. But it's it's something. And I think you shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, discount, discount yeah, that. Of course not. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. the fact that, I mean, and calming is so important. I mean, that's one of, I would say that's sort of the basic function of meditation is to calm because without calm, you really cannot begin to see clearly. Um, because the the problem is that the mind is ordinarily so so distracted, so not calm, th- that it naturally finds difficulty in seeing the way things really are because it's distracted by its 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 angers and its you know and its greeds and it, you know and it wants this and wants that, and all of that tends to cloud our picture of what's really happening in front of us because we're we're laying upon the world our own wishes and and desires and dreams and dislikes and with the calming comes a sort of a, a dissipation of some of that and with that dissipation comes an ability to see with with more clarity I mean that's sort of the, to me that's sort of the process that we go through but it begins and continues with calming yeah although interestingly yes it may <laughs> and, and I mean it may begin with calming but Often what I find is, and this is really interesting in, in the way, say, that the MBSR curriculum is established, is that, yes, you know, the very first exercise we do is sitting for five minutes and just noticing what's here. It isn't even about the breath. It's just like, oh, just notice what's happening. And uh, for some people, it's, you know, just those five minutes of not looking at their phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> And then at some point in that very first class, we launch into a body scan meditation, which is 30 to 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting about the body scan meditation as it's designed or as it's kind of offered in a BSR, which is slightly different than say the body scan that's in the, in the Satipatthana, which is, you know, really very detailed. It's not really Um, a body scan, but yeah, it's no, it's, it's true. It's, it's mindfulness of body. Of the of the uh, of the asuba, it's the of the ugly nature of the body or right. the non beautiful yeah. nature. of We the don't body. do that in MBSR, <laughs> which is a little different. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go there right now. Uh, but the body scan meditation, which as it's guided, allows us to see, in fact, that we can direct attention to certain parts of the body, and if awareness is infused with compassion, which it is naturally. In other words, awareness is simply being present for what is here. And so we're holding what is here in the body as it is without trying to push it away. Of course, the first thing generally that people discover is just how the mind doesn't like to do that, right? So we immediately see just how wacky our mind can be. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, we add on to that the judgment that comes along with it, which makes it even more. And so you, there's sort of this immediate discovery of just like, wow. Yeah. And it takes patience and determination, Yeah, you know, to sort of stay with that long enough to let it go. And so, it, you know, it's a real, it's really challenging for yeah. people at first, for many people at first. I mean, some people it's like, oh, that was just so relaxing, you know, mm-hmm. just to let my body be and just to attend to my body. So there is that. At the same time, occasionally there's just the opposite, like the feeling of needing yeah. to jump out of my skin. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, 
Oh, so yeah. And, and when you have that feeling of jumping out of your skin, what happened next? Yeah. Oh, I was a tightening around that feeling, right? Which made it even worse, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so what, if, what is it like just to be with that sensation of, and then there's an aha moment, right? Where there's a release of sorts. And, and that's really interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it can, it, it opens you up because you can just yeah. sort of say, for any of these, I mean, I, I absolutely agree that sometimes, you know, when you try to, you know, you try these methods of bringing yourself to greater calm, sometimes they backfire and all that happens is you just get more and more agitated. Right. But if you can open yourself up to the possibility of simply sitting there with that agitation and being aware of it, it can help. I mean, it can make sure. a big difference. I mean, this is like the first, in a way, the first insight. Sure. It's just kind of seeing that the cause of that agitation is wanting things to be other than they are. Yeah. Right? Which is the second noble truth, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, oh, wow. You know, it's just like there was this agitation and then there was a desire to get rid of the agitation, which caused more agitation. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what if I just let, what if I just sit with this feeling of agitation as, and not judge the agitation as good or bad, but just allow it to be? What happens then? You know, and, and this is the key in a sense, right? And so as soon as people start to have that a little experience, then we carry that onto other aspects of our lives. So we're, you know, then like taking that into our lives. That's what's really important. Yeah. It's like it's great that during the meditation you're feeling calmer and, and, you know, if that happens, but it's not always going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, what else happens when you're not that way? Mm-hmm. And for some people, the breath just doesn't work. You know, I've had people saying, I just, I can never stay with my breath. My mind is too active. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what happens yeah. is that you get, you, you, you actually, in a sort of quote unquote objective sense, are calmer. But by once you're calm, you've calmed yourself down, but then you're more attentive to those parts of your mind that aren't calm. And so, you know, the, right. the, whatever sure. is bubbling up in there, even though. Yeah. In a certain sense, it's much less than it would have been ordinarily. Nevertheless, it appears to you quite active because you're seeing things that you weren't even aware of before. Yeah, or as is often the case, and we say this at the beginning of every eight-week class in MBSR, is like well, those things that you were coming here for, and a common, you know, very, very common for most people is, you know, say generalized anxiety. Mindfulness is turning toward that. Yeah. So naturally, as you turn toward whatever it is you're, that is bothering you, that is, you know, causing anxiety and the stress, it's going to feel like it's worse. Mm -hmm. But all that's happening is that rather than turning away from it, you are turning toward it. And you are hopefully starting to learn that if you turn toward it, and this can be with physical pain too, of course, as you turn toward it with a different, attitude so not the attitude of pushing away but the attitude of being with and being with with some level of of compassion and care then something shifts there's so much going on in those moments and when we start to see that oh yeah if i just turn away from it or push it away it only gets worse but as i turn toward and actually see what it's like to hold it for a moment, just as it is, what changes? Um, and that's kind of the magic 
of practice. And then, you know, when we bring that into our lives and we're confronted with something that is challenging, and it can be minor, <laughs> waiting for the subway and it's late or you're late and you're, you're feeling all this anxiety because the subway isn't coming when you want it to come, right? Or when it says it's supposed to come, you know, it's just not coming. Sorry, this is only related to people in New, big in cities New York, and certainly in New York, <laughs> or whatever um, large cities. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, well, some cities it actually does come. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you know, it's it's like, oh, oh, okay, it's just going to come when it comes. Can I just be with that? Yeah. Then something shifts. Or you know, to relate it to to us, you know, it's like the coffee is still percolating, you know, and it's not here yet. And mm -hmm. I, I need it now, you know, That's it's right. like, well, can I just be with this coffee as it is at the moment? You know, the smell I? is enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know if that was a good segue or not, actually, but, <laughs> you know, we're just uh, inviting you to uh, support the program by buying us a coffee. Um which you can easily do by going to digginthedrama.com. And there's a button there that says yeah. buy us a coffee. And um, and thank you for all of those that have. It, it has kept us in coffee. but And helps defray the costs, which is... And defray the cost, yes. yes. And the various techniques, that, that whether it's loving-kindness practice or awareness of breath practice or body scan practice or open awareness practice. Chanting, know, as too. We, chanting, hmm? chanting can also be a And chanting, yeah. And mantra practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's like these are all tools for helping us see more clearly. And, and starting to see how when we strongly identify with who I am or what I should be experiencing versus what I am experiencing or what is being experienced. When, when, when that clinging to, to the idea of what I want to experience or when, I, when I'm clinging to the idea of this is who I am and I'm always this way and I'll never be this way, when, when that softens, oh, what, what shifts? You know, what is it? You know, what changes then in, the, in my life, in the way that this life is lived, I should say? And it's kind of miraculous. Yeah. What, what changes? Yeah. So, meditation, it's important. It's, yeah, it's a good thing to start if you haven't. And there's so many ways to start. Yeah. You know, um, they're all, and they're all good. And we've only touched on, touched on a few of them today. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but we, I think we'll, we, we come back to this on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe, maybe the next time we'll actually do a guidance of some sort, or I'll actually do a guidance. If you, yeah, sure, if you want, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, friends, hope we haven't confused you too much. <laughs> if or we maybe have, we've clarified a few things. If we have confused you, please leave questions please. on the website. We yes, have a place to yes. Leave them. Please do, and and we will respond. Yep. Either on the show or directly. So, okay, Doug. Great to spend speak this with time you. with you. Yeah, great and to talk to you, John. Next time. All right, friends. Keep digging the drama. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast directory. And please check us out at digginthedharma.com where you can leave a comment, buy us a coffee, and even become a member. You can find out more about me, John Aaron, at johnaaron.net and Doug at dougsdharma.com.